With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the daily fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? Uh, doing pretty good overall. Just kind of, you know, hanging in, chilling. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, even though I had an unfortunate past hour playing COD with John, and uh, I can say that we are not in peak gaming performance before... I don't know, 7 p.m. Because playing from noon to 1, oh my gosh, we were so bad. Uh, I did terribly, and uh, I, I only had one game where I went negative, so like that's not too bad, but I dropped down in the in the league play ladder, and um, John's not going to listen to this, so I can call him out. He was yeah. trash, so, but yeah, um, after 7 o'clock, that's when you'll get my peak performance in COD. I was... Very frustrated and doing very poorly earlier today. Yeah, I mean, I really don't think that, that I've played like competitive um, like during the day. I've only ever played at night, so it's interesting. It, it's it's definitely a different crop of players, and yeah, you're kind of out of your element there. So it makes sense, uh, but yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and my fingers weren't warm. I was rubbing the crusties out of my eyes just waking up. But um, John did say that he'd be interested in playing tonight with Annie. What you remember, Annie? Yeah, did yeah, not she, know that. Damn, interesting. She, yeah, she just got the game apparently, and she said that. Oh boy, she's a competitor <laughs> in league. Play. Okay, well, so am I. So, <laughs> so John's like, well, she can't be worse than Chase, can she? Hey, 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 hey! It's kind of yeah. rare. 
That is pretty rude. But coming up on today's Bolts broadcast, we're going to be talking about some of the new acquisitions happening across the league, including one with our Tampa Bay Lightning. We're going to be talking about a injury to our captain. Uh, that's an unfortunate situation. Game review, game preview, and then looking at possible trades that could happen on Monday during the actual trade deadline. But Chase, first, the big news out of Tampa, Florida, David Savard coming from Columbus to the Tampa area. This was a, a spot we desperately needed help. We needed some more depth in the right-handed shot defenseman. And David Savard, not just a depth piece, but a piece that will help us try to go back to back. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully he can come in. He should be able to play a top four. Uh, if not, he can be relegated to a top six role and be perfectly fine. Uh, it was a it was a fair deal overall. Uh, we kind of had to pay a premium in order to kind of get that cap retained. So it ended up being a three way deal. So officially all said and done, uh, or like step by step, it went. The Columbus Blue Jackets send David Savard to the Red Wings, and the Red Wings send Brian Lashoff, and the Red Wings retain fifty percent of his salary, or the Columbus retain fifty percent of his salary first. Excuse me, and then the Red Wings trade a fourth round. Or we trade a fourth round pick. Excuse me. Jeez, I'm butchering this right now. We trade a fourth round pick in 2021 to the Red Wings for David Savard while they retain 50% of his salary again. And then we send a first and a third over to Columbus. So, you know, whole what the word I'm looking at, I don't know, a whole whole kind of chain reaction type of trade here. It, it was great cap maneuvering by Brisebois and I mean good on Steve Eiserman for getting I mean, he, he got a fourth round pick just to take on 250 grand in the cap. That's that's nothing. That's it's great for Detroit. And then this should help us big time going in our playoff push. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like this move. Um, and I, I think it's going to help the Tampa Bay Lightning push for that second Stanley Cup. But this is another one of those trades like last year where you don't really know if it's an overpay, if it's underpay until the season's over. Because obviously with Barclay Goudreau and Blake Coleman, um, I was on the side of, man, that is an overpayment for Barclay Goudreau. And Blake Coleman, I was like, I don't hate it, but at the same time, giving up a first for Blake Coleman, I don't know. Uh, they won the cup, so I was completely fine with it. Whereas David Savard here, yet again, um, I, I could see how some people on the outside are going, a first, a second, and a fourth for David Savard. But... If he helps the Tampa Bay Lightning go back to back, there's no harm, no foul. Yeah, who the hell needs draft picks when you're winning championships? Exactly. And the one thing I, I will say um, I'm a little weary about, and we still got some time, so don't be like super scared or anything about it right now. But the one thing I am weary about is uh, when our star players, when our core starts to drop off a little bit, Let's not continue to do this and try to continue to push the window when the window's closing because that's when you end up like the Pittsburgh Penguins with zero prospects in their system. The team is really struggling right now. Um, so you just there's a fine line, and we got a couple of years till we hit it. But once we do hit it, make sure you're aware of it because if we're not, it could be a, a rough couple of years. Not even help with the Red Wings too. Yeah, it, it it's I'd say we're at least five years away, so it's not something you have to worry about too heavily right now. It's it's all about trading future picks or trading current picks. You mean not future picks? If you can trade current picks, that's perfect. Like you know, in, in this trade, we gave up a first and a fourth this year and a third next year. So 
we got rid of these current picks when we know they're not going to be super high picks, so no harm, no foul. If you trade a pick two or three years down the road, you know, it, it might hurt a little more because you could have some unfortunate injuries that season and then all of a sudden you're bad and you're not able to recover. People don't want to come there anymore because they think that you're dropping down and all of a sudden you're stuck in a pit. That, that, you know, that happened before. It happens all the time. So it's important just if you're going to trade picks, make sure to trade current picks. Absolutely. And David Savard, he is only on a one-year deal. So this is a rental. Um, I doubt that he's back here next year. Um, But like I said, if they go on to win the Stanley Cup, it'll be a great deal. Chase, with that being said, do you think there's a possibility of Tampa and Brisebois continuing to try to get another move done, even though that cap is, is pretty tight? No, no chance. They're, they're all done. This was the one trade that they were making and they're not making it anymore. All right. Sounds good. Well, Chase, let's talk about our captain now, Steven Stamkos. He goes down with an injury. However, it doesn't seem like it's going to be too long, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, it was kind of a, you know, a fluky like non-contact injury. He just kind of made a backhand pass and went over, uh, like went off the ice, kind of looking hurt. I don't, I don't know exactly what the injury was. It was just it was just kind of funky looking. Just sit him out for a couple of days. You don't need to play him through anything. Uh, he should be back. By the end of the week series, when we, when we move to Florida, you know, finishing off this national series, he's not going to be playing. But as long as he's out or as long as he's only out for, you know, a couple of games, it's not a big deal. We really need him healthy for this playoff run. Absolutely. And I, I just think this team is going to be a massive success or at least hoping so when it comes to playoffs, because we're going to be getting Kucherov back, adding David Savard on top of already what was the second place team in our division and one of the best teams in the whole league. So there's a, there's a lot of promise here and I, I can't understate how excited I am to see Nikita Kucherov back on the ice. Yeah, dude, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. But Chase, let's now move into a game review. We've got three games to look at, uh, the two with Columbus and then one with Nashville. The first game with Columbus didn't go how we planned as Columbus took this one four to two. Yeah, you know, it's it's just the way she goes sometimes, really all it is. Uh, We had to watch Columbus beat us in those ugly ass uh, reverse retro jerseys. I hate theirs. I really do not like theirs at all. Um, But, you know, Corpus Allo, he was in that. He, He played well. So props to him. We ended up getting 38 shots on that soul, and for lack of effort, it was just a, a run into a hot goalie, really, is what it boiled down to. Yeah, and we talked about how with Patrick Line and Jack Roslovic, they've both been healthy this year. What's going to be the case there? And Jack Roslovic did play Tuesday night, and he wound up with a goal. So uh, that obviously helps Columbus. When you move into the second game, this one did go Tampa's way as they took the win 6-4. to four. Yeah, and... We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about him more follow, uh, following the next game, but Ross Golden had a goal in, e- in each of these uh, two games in the series. You know he, he's been playing really great, and Tampa just they, they they just looked really good in this game. Really is what it comes down to. Uh, Columbus they got a couple goals there in the end to try to make it look a little less lopsided, but really it was just Tampa's game. It was just Tampa's day. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love to see is the face-off percentage. Uh, we're not a team that usually dominates the other team in face-off percentage. However, this night, we did take that face-off battle, and that leads to puck possession, puck control, and that's exactly what you need to win a game. But, Chase, you mentioned we had one more game that was with Nashville, a 3 to nothing win here, uh, a shutout. You love to see it. You absolutely do love to see it. Vasilevsky played fantastic. Dude ended up making 36 saves, and yet again, Ross Colton finds himself on the board. Uh, This dude has just been playing awesome. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he's at 9 points through 14 games, or 10 points through 15 games, whatever the hell it is. Um, 
he's just been on fire, really. He's come up from Syracuse, and he's played like a really dominant player. Uh, you know, is this kind of reminds me last year, uh, you know, small sample size, like not getting a lot of ice time because he's stuck behind, you know, a pretty stacked roster. But Carter Vahegi, I mean, you, you saw some some signs that he could be a good player, but he couldn't play because the rest of the team was just so much better. He goes to Florida and, and, you know, he's been looking pretty good. He's looking like a true NHL regular this year. I kind of have a feeling we might get the same thing with Ross Colton. I think he has to be exposed in the expansion draft. So. Like, let's be real. They're, they're not going to protect him over some of the other players because they've got some more important pieces that are, like, going to be available that they got to try to protect. So he could be a piece that's easily taken by Seattle and then turn into a legitimate player for him. Yeah, he's doing really well. 15 games, 7 goals, 10 points with 4 game-winning goals. So uh, been pretty phenomenal, pretty stellar. And that's, that's nice to see because when the team struggles with injury like we see Kucherov and then Stamkos gets injured here we need other players to step up and to see a guy like Ross Colton step up that's huge that's what continues to drive Tampa's success the depth pieces that we always talk about that are just so good for this Tampa team that's what's going to continue to get us these big wins oh yeah and I mean if he's going to continue to play 11 12 minutes a night and score a goal a game I mean sign me up yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, um, the only game that's coming up here before our next episode is against Nashville. Um, we previewed that last episode. We assume that we're going to take this one again. Nashville, even though they've kind of been a, a little bit hotter recently, overall, they're still not a team that really matches up against our Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so we we did it without Stamkos in this past Nashville game. We hope to do the same if if Stamkos isn't available. Yeah, 100%. I mean, really don't have much more to add. Uh, it's going to be probably the same lineup. I don't know if Savard will be able to get into the lineup yet. I think he might still have to quarantine. But if he, if he does get in the lineup, great. We can see him play. If not, then we'll see him in Florida. Absolutely. And next episode, we will preview that Florida game. But also, we're going to be looking at all the action on the trade deadline. So hopefully... Hope and pray that the trade deadline is a good one this year. We saw a great trade deadline out of the NBA. We saw a lot of trades happen with the NFL around the NBA trade deadline. So let's hope that we see the same thing with the NHL this year. But with that said, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side, we're going to be talking a lot of player movement. There's some waivers, some buyouts, some trades, talking about all that right after this. HF Boards is the internet's largest and longest-running community for discussion surrounding ice hockey, including coverage of the NHL, college teams, and anywhere else the sport is played globally. Join in nearly half a million active conversations happening now on HF Boards. And we are back, Chase, talking about some players on waivers, talking about guys that are getting bought out, talking about some trades. Let's start off with waivers as Victor Mete. He goes on with this was a this was a young, bright defenseman a couple years ago. Uh, but however, he, he's on waivers. I mean, he's still a young defenseman. He's just not playing as well as he did. And he came up as a 19 year old and was like playing incredibly well, fit in really well playing with Che Weber. But he's kind of struggling a little bit uh, more recently. He hasn't gotten in every game this year. He's only got three points in 14 games. Even last year was a little underwhelming. But he's a he's still a good hockey player, and he's only 22 years old. He'll be 23 in the summer. I am going to lose my marbles if a team does not claim him because it's just going to show that the NHL is all buddy-buddy and they don't want to hurt their friends' feelings. 
because it's it's a it's a fucking joke. Let's be honest. This is a player that should be a priority claim for any team that has the room to do it. I know sometimes it's an issue. You might not have the roster space, but there's going to be teams out there that have roster space. I don't know exactly who does, but if he somehow gets down to Tampa and like if every other team passes on him and Tampa doesn't claim him too, I'm I'm gonna be very upset. Just he's just such a good cheap player. He's literally 735k against the salary. That's that's nothing. If if you're not willing to take a chance on a guy this young who's shown signs before that he's a good defenseman, then I I just give up on the NHL. This seems asinine to me because I mean playing shell franchise. If Gossespierre or Victor Mete went on waivers, that would be the quick quickest claim of my life. I mean, aside from back in NHL 13 when I got Alex Galchenyukov waivers, like, yeah. but but like. And that was when Galchenyuk was good, NHL 13, remember. This was when he was a four-and-a-half star potential. Um, we're dating ourselves, Chase. We look pretty old right now. But <laughs> no, yeah, th- th- this should easily be a claim for Victor Mete. Um, will it happen? Probably not. And then I get to hear Chase rant in my ear, so that'll be nice. But Chase, moving on, Nikita Gusev, a guy that came over from Russia, what was it, two years ago? Um, um, yeah, that sounds about right. Two or three years, one, one of the two. And, uh, he gets his contract terminated by New Jersey after he clears through waivers. Uh, however, didn't take him long to find a new team. Yeah. So the former Tampa Bay Lightning draft pick who was traded to Vegas in a pre expansion uh, draft deal, he ended up, you know, go, going to New Jersey and starting his career there really is, is what it came down to. He played his career there, but just didn't really work out. Kind of found struggles, as you said, he got bought out, and he finds a new home in Florida. So, little brother over there takes our old draft pick. Uh, I don't know what the terms of the deal are, but they, they signed him today. So, we'll, we'll see what he can do there. You know, I imagine he'll get some at least okay playing time, and probably for a pretty low number, too. If he can go and have an impact, I mean, good for them. But they, they still not beating us. They're still not beating us. I, I think he finds a lot more success in Florida than he did in New Jersey. New Jersey just seems kind of like a little bit better Buffalo to me. Like, I feel like they have talented players there. However, they can never put it together because the team as a whole is just kind of mess. So I, I think he does find more success in Florida because I do see Florida as a pretty good org. Um, but like you said, Chase, Tampa should be able to still... This, this isn't going to push Florida over Tampa. No, no, no. God, no. But, Chase, let's talk about some trades so far. So, the first one that really kicked it all off was between the New York Islanders and the New Jersey Devils. The Islanders went out and acquired Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. Going back to New Jersey, they got A.J. Greer, Mason Jobs, uh, a first-round pick, and a fourth-round pick in the 2022 draft. What do you think about that? Uh, was it a good deal for New Jersey, good deal for the Islanders? Who do you favor? Good for New Jersey, dude. I mean, Palmieri wasn't going to resign there. Sajak is an aging player. You can get a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and then just, you know, two guys who maybe can play some NHL games for you, but really probably not. I, I mean, good on you. I don't know why the Islanders made this trade, to be honest. You're, I guess you're getting two pieces compared to the one that they could have gotten in Taylor Hall because there was a lot of rumors that they were in on Taylor Hall before this trade happened. Um I would personally rather just give up a first in one of these players for Taylor Hall, which I think they could have compared to giving up the fourth for Zajac, just because I don't know how much he plays in that lineup. I don't know what his role is in that lineup. You know, he's not some supreme offensive player, so like his style of play will fit, but I, I just, I just don't know how, how much he honestly plays when it gets down to it. And he's only going to, I would imagine, I don't know what his contract is, 
but he's probably only going to be there this year. Uh, he's not really worth his money. He's getting paid. Even if he has another year left, maybe they try to trade him because they've got some younger players that they got to pay. Yeah, absolutely. And New Jersey did retain cap from both Palmieri and Zajac. That was absolutely oh, yeah, needed true. because you've got terrible contracts over with the Isles right now. I believe Andrew Lodd's contract is still there. Uh, Anders Lee, he's got a big boy contract. Brock Nelson, Casey Sezikas, they got a lot of big boy contracts over there for, for players that I don't necessarily know if they're really worth that. But uh, good on the Islanders. They wanted to make that push. They wanted to continue to be a contender and hopefully push far into the playoffs so they do exactly what they think they needed to do, and that was this trade. But the next trade up was between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers as the Blackhawks got Brett Conley, Henrik Borgstrom, Riley Stillman, and a seventh for Lucas Carlson and Lucas Walmark. Uh, what do you think about that trade on the Panthers' side, on Florida's side? Did you like it? Did you not? What were your thoughts? Good for Chicago for getting Henrik Borgstrom in a Brett Conley salary cap dump. I mean, that's great. Borgstrom's obviously, he's had some struggles uh, becoming a pro. He was one of the best players in college hockey, honestly, when he was there. He was extremely dominant, not necessarily like point-wise. Just watching him play, he looked like one of the better college hockey players ever just because he just looked like he was on a complete different level. But it didn't really translate to the pro level. So he's overseas. He'll be back over next year. He's not eligible to play in the NHL this year. Uh, Chicago's making it a priority to sign him. You know, Stan Bowman's bet on former first-round picks who didn't work out before, and it's kind of panned out for them. Dylan Strome and Alex Nellander are two examples. So he's trying to do the same thing with uh, Henrik Borgstrom. And then for Florida, this kind of paved the way to help him sign Gusev. They cleared up some cap here. They take in Lucas Walmark and uh, Lucas Carlson, which are they're, they're both fine players. I like Lucas Walmark, actually. I think he's a, like a nice kind of depth player for your NHL lineup, and I think he has some decent skill, too. So it's fine, I guess, for what you're trying to, like, what you're trying to do. You're, you're trying to maybe push for a cup this year, but good for Chicago. Yeah, for sure. And Chase, two trades here that really I don't think amount to much, but I'm sure you want to hit on one of them because it is with the Detroit Red Wings, the suffering Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they trade away Patrick Namath, get a fourth round pick in 2022, and then Toronto, they get Riley Nash for a conditional 2022 seventh. So two trades that really aren't going to impact the league that much, but to get some value out of those players, not bad. Yeah, I mean, not bad at all. I mean, a seventh round pick for Riley Nash is nothing. He can be an NHL player for you. Uh, just had a depth role, so great for Toronto. And then Patrick Namath getting a fourth round pick in return is a lot because he's just he's really not a special defenseman. He's just kind of another guy. So if you can get a fourth round pick, I mean, good, good on Detroit. Stevie's he's taking a slow approach there in Detroit. Uh, you know, we, we saw him rebuild our Tampa Lightning, and really his fingerprints were all over the team that won the Cup last year and still all over this team. Now he's, you know, he's really doing the dirty work in Detroit, trying to do what he did here. And it's just one step in that process. Absolutely. And only two more trades that we haven't mentioned so far. Uh, one includes the Colorado Avalanche acquiring Devin Dubnik. I think this was a must for them because they have had some struggles with goalies. They didn't have that consistent goaltender. Devin Dubnik, is he going to be that guy? I, I'm not sure, but I would assume that he's in a better spot than what they had before. I mean, it's, it's worth taking a shot. You give up a fifth-round pick in Greg Pattern for Devin Dubnik, whatever. That, that's not a big deal. Even if he struggles, you just don't play him. That's what it comes down to. This isn't something that's killing your team. You're not losing a key roster player. You're not losing a key asset for the future. You're giving up nothing for him. Might as well take a shot. Absolutely. And then Florida continues 
to make moves as they bring in Brandon Montour from the Buffalo Sabres. They gave up a third-round pick in 2021. I actually like this deal. I like Brandon Montour as a player. I think he suffered a lot because he was in Buffalo. I think this is another case, just like the Gusev case, where he is going to have more success here in Florida than he did in Buffalo. Uh, And to get a third-round pick for Buffalo, I think that's pretty good, too. I I think overall this is a good trade. Yeah, so this was... Really, the main thing that they cleared up cap for in the other trade, I just didn't want to spoil anything. I mean, it already happened, so I guess it didn't really matter. But regardless, yeah, you know, it's it, it's a perfectly fine trade for both teams. It, it should work out for both of them. Um, you know, Montour, I liked him a lot, too, when he was a younger defenseman. I mean, he's still young, but when he was first coming to the NHL, he looked like someone who could be a legit top four steady presence for you. And he's kind of struggled. Yeah, part of that is being on a, just a horrible Buffalo Sabres team in a horrible environment. Uh, but like his underlying numbers are kind of rough. I think he can turn that around in Florida, you know, giving a different opportunity and some and a better supporting cast. So we'll see, we'll see what he can do. But hopefully it's, you know, it's not too game changing. Like, I still don't think it will be. I still don't think they're going to compete with us. But actually, Mike, there was one more trade that happened while we were talking about this. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I, I get like I saw my page freak. I'm like, what the heck? I scrolled up. Oh, it was a new trade. And it was Jonas Siegenthaler to the New Jersey Devils for a 20, uh, 21 third round pick to the Capitals, which is. I mean, just kind of a whatever trade it wasn't a big day breaking type of trade, but I, I like Jonas Siegenthaler actually. I think he's a really nice defenseman. Yeah, I, I know you're a big fan of him. I never really uh, hopped on that boat, but uh, if he can find some success in New Jersey, that would be awesome. I'm still waiting for Josh Jacobs to make a a move up into New Jersey. Obviously, they drafted him. What was it? Second round back in 2014. 2015 maybe and he's been stuck in the AHL and this is a guy that um, his younger sister was in our in our class in high school and like you know we'd talk to him and stuff and yeah kind of kind of always rooting for the hometown boys so that's why I'd love to see him get there but as of right now I mean it seems like he's not really uh, an NHLer unfortunately no he's played three games in his career and apparently he's on the taxi squad right now actually so maybe some sort of injury happens or down the road, maybe they trade another player. I know they just uh, waved what's-his-face Sammy Batten, and so like, maybe he sneaks in at some point here soon. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, who knows? Well, Chase, let's hop over to the TSN trade bait list. There's a couple guys here that uh, have not been moved yet but are pretty high on this list, including the likes of Taylor Hall, Mike Hoffman, uh, Jonathan Bernier with Detroit, Luke Lindenning. We talked about him, but... Chase, I don't know if you saw, there was a potential, uh, I think it was a mock trade from, I, I don't even know how I saw it, if I'm being honest, but <laughs> I think it was a mock trade, and it was Mike Hoffman and a first-round pick for Taylor Hall. Uh, what would your thoughts be if that was a move that happened? Uh, interesting. I mean, if St. Louis can pull it off, good for them, but they're a team that's not in a good cap spot. I don't know what that would leave them. Like, or where that would leave them, I would assume that if, I mean, if they ask Buffalo to retain half, I guess it'd be just like the same amount of salary they have for Hoffman. So, so that'd be fine, I guess, but, but that, that would, that would definitely be interesting. I mean, that, that would be a good piece for St. Louis to add because I think they need an extra scoring piece too. And Taylor Hall has had some struggles in Buffalo, so he can go somewhere new, uh, go somewhere with some talent and maybe find that success again. But at the same time, I don't know if Taylor Hall is going to put you over the hump to win the cup. I think you might need a, a different piece for that. I don't know exactly what you might need, uh, you know, a better like role depth piece or, or a better type of defenseman 
But I, I, what the hell do I know, though? Yeah, I think it was a St. Louis either fan or uh, journalist or something that proposed that. And if I'm Buffalo, I'm all in. I mean, Taylor Hall, only one yeah. year left on his deal. He's not signing back in Buffalo. That's a guarantee. Uh, might as well get what you can. If you can get a first-round pick out of him, I mean, you're not going to get, you know, Mike Ho- Mike Hoffman's not going to be a big piece for you because he ain't going to be here next year anyways. So uh, if you can get a first-round pick out of a guy that, you know, you signed in the offseason that wasn't going to come back anyways, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, and they have to trade Taylor Hall. They just flat out have to trade Taylor Hall. If if they don't, I mean, they're <laughs> they're just screwed. That's just a wasted asset. I mean, even a guy like Brandon Montour, too, I mean, they should definitely look to trade him because he's going to have some value somewhere. Well, they, they did trade him to Florida. Oh, yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know why I just completely forgot about that for a second. Re- regardless, um, yeah, I mean Buffalo has a lot of pieces that that, that they got to move out, and like Taylor Hall is just like at the top of that list. Absolutely. And Chase, when we're looking at the top of this list right now, who's a guy that you could see guaranteed he's moving outside of the Buffalo options that you just talked about? Man, if, if I had to guarantee one person, ah, uh, man, that's, I'd probably have to say Jonathan Bernier. Uh, mm-hmm. for Detroit Red Wings goalie, you know, he's the top goalie on the list. He, uh, he's got a decent cap. It. He's been playing pretty well this year. Uh, he, he's just coming back off of injury and a, a team might be able to give up kind of like nothing for him, like a, like a middle, you know, second, third round pick and he can come in and be a, a rotational piece, or maybe he can even be your guy. Um, like personally, if I was Colorado, I would rather Bernier than Dubnik, but it's probably more of a price they had to give up too. So I, th- I think he's probably the guy that I would say is gone. Yeah, and this trade deadline, this trade bait board, not a lot of like super interesting names. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit top heavy with the likes of David Savard, who we just acquired, Taylor Hall, Mike Hoffman, but it kind of slows down a bit. When your number seven is Luke and Denny, number nine, Jamie Oleksiak, I mean, obviously, those are depth pieces that can help you, but I was, I'm, I'm really hoping, and it, Players could be traded that just aren't on the trade bait board, but I'm really hoping that there's like stars moving. Like that's so fun. That is easily the most fun thing in the world. Are you kidding me? Like when you look at the NFL and the NBA, stars are moved and that's what makes the offseason. And I mean, look at NFL's offseason last year. Tom Brady moved. I I think when you have big faces moving places, that's when it's the most exciting. So I'm hoping for it. I, I doubt it happens, but um, like it, it'd be so fun. Like, could you imagine Jack Eichel getting moved right now? That'd be sick. It'd be crazy, but there's just no chance. That's just such a hard move to make in season. Or Crosby and Malkin get packaged for Ovechkin and Backstrom or something. <laughs> that would be weird. That? that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be such a pointless trade for both yeah. teams. Yeah, it would be. I just want to see faces move, my guy. But, Chase, let's now move on to hockey name of the day. Uh, We will be recapping any moves that happen on the trade deadline in next episode. But as I'm scrolling down here, Chase, we've got Matias. I'm going to go with that, not Matthias. I'm going to go Matias. Um, Boy, you really did make it a little bit harder, didn't you? Yeah, I think I did. Um, Shrepich. That was better than I thought you were going to do. Matthias Shrepich. Shrepich. Okay. Yeah, I was yes, close. Sir. I was close. Yeah, not, not bad. Matthias Shrepich. He's a 22-year-old goalie. 
currently playing in the Alps Hockey League, which is a it's a pro league over in Europe. It's they have uh, teams in Austria, Slovenia, Hungary, and maybe one more place too. But regardless, yeah, he's twenty two year old goalie. Uh, you know, nothing special. He, he's played there. He's played in the EBEL, which is now just the Ice Hockey League, which is the top league in Austria. He's an Austrian born guy, of course. Uh, maybe he can make an international appearance for them at some point in the future, but don't count on it. Yeah, and I'm glad that you went a little bit more difficult with the name this time because we talked about it in last episode. You know, I've just been on a roll recently, and uh, mm-hmm, yeah, how close, how close was I to continuing that role? Um, just, just different pronunciation of re versus ray. You know, shrapish exactly. versus shrepich, whatever. Uh, I was close. Well, we'll try again next week, but that's it for this episode. Chase, why don't you hit him with an outro? As always, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to check us out on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Not required, but just a way that you can support the network as a whole, not just us. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Then you should follow WNP on Twitter, too, at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Uh, if you want to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, you can click the logo, listen to Easy Peasy, Lemon Squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. Tweet at us, whatever the hell you got to do. Make sure to go vote on the poll from the last episode. And use promo code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.